This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Hey there, my name is Patrick Moore, and this is KC Top 5, a Kansas City listicle podcast where we make top five lists about Kansas City. On today's show, we have Chef Jacob Kruger. He is the man behind Cosmo Burger. If you've listened to this show before, you know how much I fucking love Cosmo Burger. If this is your first time listening, then maybe you already love Cosmo Burger. It's, uh, my chair just squeaked. God damn it. All Right, I'm leaving it in. I'm not going to redo it. I love Cosmo Burger. It's the best uh, burger in Kansas City, I think, bar none. I've said that before when we did the burger episode. Spoiler alert. Anyway, uh, Jacob, yeah, he is the head chef. He is the creator, the innovator, the man behind Cosmo Burger. The reason it's so good, the man behind the burger, uh, Jacob Kruger. He has uh, had quite the past in restaurants. He is, you know... A man of many talents. He's been a general manager for different places. He gives his whole resume. He's done it all. He's worked at every position possible in the restaurant industry. He's a very smart dude. He's got a great voice, too. And we talked for a long time, honestly. We talked for about an hour and 40 minutes, and I edited it down to about 32 minutes. So we talked for a long time. Honestly, we might have, uh, I think we fell in love, quite honestly. Uh, I think uh, I know he's married to uh, to a woman, but uh, I think there's something special there. I think uh, I think we have something. There might be uh, a Kindle there. I think there's uh, maybe the the ember of a romance. Um, ember, amber. I was right the first time. It's ember. God damn it! All right, this is a lot of fun. We do uh, kind of a top five places from the past, defunct places, places we wish we could go. I don't really know what I'm gonna call it. Uh, top five places from the past, maybe. But uh, a bunch of mine were from the pandemic. Uh, he had some some deeper cuts. Honestly, we talked for a long time that I, I cut all of it out. We did a bunch of honorable mentions, but us talking about the honorable mentions was almost like half an hour. Um, so, like, honestly, I think that would be its own good podcast. Like, he should host that podcast. Or that's, you know, an episode we should do again. We can do a part two of this because, you know, there really are a lot of things and special places in Kansas City that we miss, and Jacob will talk about this later in the episode. But yeah, that's it's why we're doing this, and it's why it's important to highlight local businesses, because we have to continue supporting these places so they can continue to stay open so we don't have to do things like this and be like, hey man, we really missed that place. Anyway, this is KC Top 5 Places from the Past with Cosmo Burger Chef Jacob Kruger, starting now. Well, dude, I'm excited about this one. I got to thinking a lot about places that I miss, of which there are many, and a lot of them, or not a lot, but I mean quite a few places closed within the past year or so. Yeah, dude, uh, this is this is something I've actually, I've been talking about this uh, with friends of mine all week, and it's... I've amassed quite the list. It's uh, to whittle it down to five was incredibly difficult. <laughs> uh, I have like, it's somewhere around like 50 different places, things and all sorts of different 
it's it's nuts dude just so like in case people don't know what's cool about cosmo burger is i think that people found out about it pretty quick mm-hmm. everyone i know has been there and people talk about it and know about it but like how did how did it come to be yeah so uh initially i so i'd stepped away from uh, the general manager position at beer station and that was uh july june or around june of last year and uh just looking for to do something different and uh the General manager over at Dotson's and also former beverage director at uh, Beer Station, Eric Jones, had contacted me. He was hounding me about doing something. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly what it was going to be. It was. It could have been, you know, actually bartending there. It could have been in the kitchen, but just something. We wanted to find out to do something, and then it just sort of fell on burgers. I'd been at that time and still an active. Well, not as active anymore. Uh, had a little food blog slash or not. Instagram thing called Future Poops uh, that I that's a great name. Yeah, stole from a buddy of mine, um, or I you know borrowed. Uh, I'll give it back at some point. It's the perfect name. I mean, it describes exactly like I know exactly what it's going to be. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, so I just started making uh, burgers at home and testing them out and giving them to other friends and seeing what they were thinking about them. And was then also then approached uh, after talking with Eric then. That's Eaton Jugal, the owners of Dobson's, and talked with them about doing some sort of concept. And we started talking burgers then, and like everything clicked and everything started moving. Um, and really, it was just there were just a few different pop ups that we did initially. Um, I was actually just talking about this with uh, some, uh, some of the co workers of mine over at Cosmo. And because actually, as of I think tomorrow is the anniversary of like the first Cosmo burger that I made at home. Uh, so that is kind of, it's kind of weird and exciting and fun to think about it that way, but yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Okay. So yeah, you were the general manager at your station. Do you have Mm -hmm. kind of experience in all aspects of restaurants? Like had you had experience cooking before or was burgers just an obsession you had and you were like, I think I can figure out how to do this. I, for, for quite some time, um, I've, I mean, more or less been working in the, uh, the restaurant industry since I was about like 15, 16 years old. There was only a, a few other jobs that I took. There was, um, I worked at a, a record store in Columbia, Missouri when I was going to, uh, when I was in college. And then I worked a very brief stint. I was like two years at a real estate appraisal job that um, I did not enjoy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, uh, so I've done a lot of, I'm pretty much every different kind of job. I mean, I've, Bartended a little bit. I worked as a uh, barista. I've worked, um, you know, to pizza delivery. I've worked in sandwich shops. Managed. Uh, I mean, I managed the kitchen at uh, Record Bar, at the old Record Bar, which is also on the list. Uh, the uh, I've I managed the kitchen at Beer Station before. I was a general manager there. But yeah, so now it's basically you know your shit is what you're saying. Yeah, I've I've definitely I've definitely uh, got the work in. And... You put in your Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Um, uh, then, well, then let's uh, let's get started here. Yeah, this was tough for me because it's like I don't know. There's no real rules, obviously, but like some of these places on my list, like they closed, but they do have another location elsewhere. Yeah, I mean that totally counts. I mean because I definitely have things on my or the the big master list. There's yeah. like you know some are franchises, some are you know locally owned, some are yeah. It's a mix of different things, but yeah, because certain things have certain character to them, even if they are like a corporate or a local or excuse me, local a franchise. 
Yeah, especially if they're in a certain neighborhood or whatever, it just it kind of becomes mm-hmm. part of it. Um, oh, yeah, man. But yeah, my number five, then, I'm going to say it's a place that I uh, briefly bartended for like a year. It was in Westport, and I closed, I believe, during the pandemic, and that's uh, The Corner, or The Corner Restaurant. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and that was a nightmare place to bartend because it was all just mimosas and it was mainly just mimosas. I would go through like a case and a half of champagne like on a Sunday. What yeah, and it, it was always a place too that like if you went down to Westport, like, you know, if you were going down for brunch or something, you might put your name in at the corner and it's like, oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be an hour and a half. I'm going to go somewhere else. Which may be because like, I, I don't know, but I mean, I, it always was popping. There's always some people there um, when I noticed, but I mean, unfortunately, yeah, because of, and this is also another really important thing, I think, like doing this is I know that usually with this your podcast it's talking about places and things that you can promote and talk about and go to uh we're doing one where you can't go to any of these places but that's also to you know as a way of like no if you like these places support them go there please because otherwise we don't want to have to do another podcast about like, oh, hey, remember this place? Yeah, it's gone now. No, it's closed. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, should I should I start my number five? Yeah, give me your number five. Man. That? So number five. Um, so this was this was tough, uh, but I mean, I, this is I basically, and this is really like I picked five different things. They're not. They're kind of staggered okay. as far as like my five through like worst to best, um, but. This one is I was trying to kind of separate it by like places, uh, restaurants, venues, and everything like that. So I have like the top tier of all the different ones. So this one for my number five um, is a place that I used to frequent all the time when I was either in high school or coming back to Kansas City. It was the uh, Swope Park Disc Golf Course. Uh, I love playing. I love playing disc golf. Uh, it is a course that is uh, centrally located in Kansas City. Or it was, kind of still is, but the new the new slope. Uh, it's not the same. But um, I mean, it was a great place for like beginners and pros. Um, it was just I know I went there for, on the wedding day of one of my buddies. He almost got an ace on one of the, of the holes out there, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just miss it. And I mean, obviously now it is is being put to good use. That land obviously is no kill shelter for I believe Kansas City uh, pet projects. So uh, I feel like my wife, who is a veterinarian, would kill me if I didn't say that. Uh, but uh, but either way, it is a um, it was a I mean it holds a special place in my heart. I was just I I every time I drive past that 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 area, I just remember any of the times that I've been out there. It's gonna be replaced by something. I guess a no kill dog shelter would be like the most acceptable thing. It's like okay, I missed the golf course, but at least they're safe. Yeah, but and the one thing though, it's like Swope Park. It's so big. Like isn't there somewhere else they could have they could have chosen anything else? But it's fine. You know, there there we have thankfully uh, you know a plethora of like great disc golf courses here in town. Um, And this is yeah, Swope Park disc golf. That is my number five. That's a great pick. Yeah, guys. So my number four pick. This is going to be one that uh, has another location, but the original one closed down. And it was a place, this original location is where I always went as a kid, um, just went there all the time, consistently through the years. And this was Italian Delight in Mission off of uh, Jolie Drive. And I guess they have another location out west, I believe, kind of by like the Speedway and Hollywood Casino, but that's Mm -hmm. obviously not as close. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, just really, really great pizza. Super like affordable too. I mean, like you could get a slice of pizza in a calzone for like less than 10 bucks, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I actually, I, that was a very late addition to my, uh, to my list, the master list, uh, this last night, because it was a place that I personally, I, people had told me about it for years and like never really got around to trying it. And it was actually last year during the pandemic that I went out for the first time. Uh, and the pizza was fantastic. I mean, like the thing is here is that, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a pizza snob, but I, I like, so it would have been like a couple of years ago, I went out to New York and I did this whole like pizza tour and I tried all these different places. Oh, cool. Absolutely ruined pizza for me. Like I it come back and that's like all I would, it's like, there's this place out in New York called uh, Scars, which is fantastic. Some of the best pizza I've ever And like nothing really came close to it in Kansas City and like Abaluto's Italian Delight was the first place when I was like, yep, this is, this is, I mean, it was close. It wasn't quite there, but it was still like really, really, really good. Number four, what do you got? So number four, uh, I went with, so it's it's kind of like a slash, it's a two, not necessarily a twofer, it's like two and one kind of thing, uh, but Sydney's slash Chubby's on Broadway. So if I, if memory serves me correct, because um, I remember back in high school, it was Sydney's, it was over on, which was, I think it opened maybe in the 80s. It was located where IFO Tower is now, right across from the uptown um and it was i i feel like sydney's slash chevy's was uh to me is kind of what really built my love for diners uh because i remember that was a place where you know even at 15 16 17 whatever years old you could go and hang out get you know a, a malt or get a burger and just chill with your friends and like probably really annoy the servers there because you're a teenager and no one likes them hanging yeah. out too long but i mean as i grew older it was just like it was still just kind of like a nice place to go to yeah chubby's was the shit i miss it when you got a milkshake they gave you the whole blender but uh chubby's chubby's was a great 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 pick by number three this was um this was a burger place. It started out in Westport. They moved to the plaza and then they moved back to Westport. But that's uh, mm-hmm. Blanc uh, Burgers and Bottles. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, I really, really loved it when they first came to Westport. It, it felt like, and then I think they had a location out south as well, maybe um, like a Mission Farms or something. But I believe they, so, yeah. Uh, they totally had like really, they had like unique burgers and they had cool things. I feel like when they moved to the plaza, it kind of got a little too big maybe uh, for mm-hmm. them. But like, the one, the two burgers I'm thinking of specifically are they had um, like an eggs Benedict burger where it was a burger patty and it had slices of ham and an egg and hollandaise sauce on it. And that was great. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of that Benny burger. And then they had a lobster mac and cheese stuffed burger, which like that was so great. I mean, you know, yeah. you can get mac and cheese stuffed in, inside anything, let alone a burger. Like, absolutely, you should. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was and I feel like that kind of was right around the time when, I mean, for me, that kind of put, put burgers on the map for me. I mean, burgers have always been on the map. I'm not kidding. It's, it's, it's a totally. thing that plays that's been around since, who knows, the 20s or whenever it was. Um, but yeah, man, that place was, I mean, really killer burgers. I also remember very distinctly the fries just being perfect. Uh, and they had really, uh, I, I remember the dipping sauce was really great. I think they had a really great ale, if I remember yeah. correctly um but yeah and also just like a really cool sort of chic type place that you could go and grab wasn't it it gave a little bit more uh just it wasn't just like a greasy spoon type which 
trust me. I mean, obviously I love, I think if you've got Cosmo Burger, you could understand that I love a good greasy spoon, yeah. but I mean, like, yeah, dude, they, they had like just a lot of a good assortment of good burgers and it was always quality. Um, I feel like, well, I mean, I think like what you're talking about once they moved, I feel like some of that quality suffered just a little bit, a little bit. but I, but I mean, you know, like not too bad. It was just, it was still in my eyes, still good. It's just, yeah, I totally forgot about the fries. You're right. They were really great. They came in like the, the little shopping carts, um, mm-hmm. which you're right. It was kind of maybe the first place in Kansas city that was kind of like an elevated burger concept, I guess, like yes. kind of doing something like that, where it wasn't <laughs> just like you said, like a, a greasy burger, which still are my favorite burgers, but you're right. This was just yes. like, you know, a place where you could get a lobster mac and cheese stuffed burger or something crazy like that. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Number three, uh, I have, uh, so this would be the place that thankfully in Kansas city, there are, uh, more record stores in Kansas city. Now I feel like we have a good amount of them. And I feel like that's something that, uh, I'm kind of jealous about. Cause that's a thing that I've always wanted to do is open up a record store. But, uh, I put down as number three as recycled sounds on, uh, Maine. It is essentially, that was kind of like my first record store experience growing up is going to recycled sounds and like I remember it really uh really fondly because like it was I know I I actually I didn't really have a working turntable at home I think it I think there was something busted with their stereo when I was growing up I can't remember exactly what but I would still collect vinyl um, and obviously I still do I mean for the people listening there's a bunch of records right behind me but uh but yeah I um it was a place that, yeah, I was, I would collect there and just hang out and it was just like a cool place to go. And like, there was always great music there and like there were shows that were booked there. Um, they had a bunch of really cool, like posters that they would hang up from the ceiling, uh, that I still have actually probably a few of those. Uh, they also had, I remember one of my favorite shirts that I ever bought was from there is a, a utopia, a Todd Rundgren's utopia shirt. Uh, that had an image from uh, the movie This Island Earth, uh, which was spoofed by uh, Mystery Science 3000, uh, or Mystery Science Theater 3000. And uh, the thing, <laughs> that, that shirt, I still own it. It is paper thin. You can see 100% through it. Uh, <laughs> but I also had never listened to Utopia. It was just a really cool shirt. And I still have very listened to very little Utopia. I know that I, I like Todd Rundgren, but I've never yeah. really listened to much of that. But it was just a cool shirt. And it was uh, it actually, I, that shirt in particular, uh, there was a, uh, a girl in college that uh, agreed that she would go on a date with me if I gave her that shirt. Uh, needless to say, I did not go on that date because I would never <laughs> give that shirt up. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. And I know, uh, you know, sadly, it's not here anymore. And I know the, the owner and winter uh, had passed on, uh, I think it was like 10 or 11 years ago. And um, it just, it, yeah, I, I miss that place. It's a bummer it's not around anymore. It's such a cool spot. Uh, but thankfully, like I was saying, there are so many other awesome record stores here in town now. Uh, I feel like kind of carry on that, that fire there that just 
but yeah so recycled sounds is my number three that's a great pick my number two also a place uh that there is another location but the one that i always mm -hmm. went to closed down recently and i live uh off of 39th street so this is a uh, blue koi on 39th street uh yeah there's one on, there's one out south at mission farms i know mm -hmm. i have, I, I, think I went there one time a few years ago but that's you know again kind of like italian delight out west that's a bit of a trek out south you know had kind of mm -hmm. heading out towards town center but i really really love those dumplings uh their firebird duck is delicious just was always a big fan and uh not proud because when i would go with friends they would get like one order of dumplings and i'm like yeah, i'm gonna get two orders of dumplings because i can eat 16 oh, yeah. things 100 <laughs> yeah like eighth not enough man i'm sorry yeah man that was that, that i was really bummed to hear that because i also know plenty of people that used to work there too and um you know, and I, it, it had a special different character to it. Not to say that, you know, the one out in Mission Farms wouldn't, but I mean, it's, it just, it just doesn't feel the same. You know, it, it's, it's a little different. And um, I know like one of my favorite things here in town that you can get was the uh, crispy tofu and awesome sauce, which is that awesome sauce is, is, I mean, it's called awesome sauce. There's a reason why it's called awesome yeah, sauce. It is not it's, false advertising. No, not at all. Not one bit. And yeah, that was, I honestly, that was, Blue Koi was one that I was considering putting on there, but it's like, <laughs> it's like too soon. Uh, but I mean, you know, you're 100% correct in that. It's just like great place for takeout. Dumplings are fantastic. Uh, and just, I mean, there's a reason why I've been around for as long as it has. I mean, it is just a great spot. Unfortunately, you know, because of the you know result of the pandemic that you know caused the the closure there, which I mean is, is it's a super bummer. And I feel like similarly, like I was mentioning earlier, it's just like this is this is the main reason why I kind of feel like talking about these kind of kinds of places that are closing down is important because it's just like it's it's fun and all to be nostalgic about places, uh, you know, but you don't want to necessarily always be nostalgic about the places. Uh, that you, you don't want to be gone. Like, don't make yeah. them also. Talk about them great because they are what they are. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, there's places like, you know, like Italian Delight and Blue Koi that they always seem really busy, but it's like, mm -hmm. that wasn't even enough, really. And it's tough too, man. Like, you know, and I've been working in the restaurant industry for having it. It's, it's, it is not easy. Uh, and uh, I know that I feel like probably with the Mission Farms location, I know that they're probably in it's just, uh, it's just, a, yeah, it's a real bummer that I wish that, you know, that place is still around and, um, you know, like it's, it's not, it's, it's not gone. It's not, it's still, you know, you can still get that great food and, you know, but it's just the experience of being over in the third end location is, uh, is just not there anymore. But yeah, that's the one Guy Fieri went to. So like, that's how you know it's special, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, was that on the Triple D that he had, or was it some other show that he was on? I think it was Triple D, which makes sense because I mean that shows there have been like thirty some seasons of that. I think he's been almost everywhere in Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, uh, what's your uh, your number two pick? Man, number two, that would be. Uh, there is a ton of history here for this place, um, and it is a place that uh, I spent a good amount of time throughout my teenage years. Um, it would be El Torreon uh, over on Thirty First and Gillum, and. Uh, Say, I say it has a ton of history here, so just to kind of give a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, some history to it. 
it used to be back like in the early 20s, the upstairs space of El Torreon was, uh, it was um, the El Torreon ballroom and it was like an old jazz club. Uh, and it, I mean, it had pretty big like auditorium space. After that, I believe it was uh, upstairs was a roller skating rink. And then for a, in the seventies and for like three years, it was the town ballroom. Um, you know, I think Frank Zappa played there. I remember reading something about that. Uh, uh, there are a few other notable, I think maybe the Eagles also um but um but obviously <laughs> when when i was a teenager it was the uh it was el torreon which was uh essentially kind of my my first intro into the uh the punk and hardcore scene in kansas city and uh it was also i mean i played there uh with a couple bands that i was in back then uh, i saw shows a lot of my friends bands there i lost a tooth there <laughs> uh it's it's one of my front teeth. I can always forget. I think it's this one. And uh, that same night, I actually I met my uh, wife that night. She does not remember this uh, at all. <laughs> I was just a, I was a nerdy little teenager. I remember walking up to her after her set and she's like, "Hey, uh, nice set there," and just like just a total dork. Uh, but <laughs> you talked to her before or after you lost the tooth. Uh, it was. <laughs> Good, good point. It was it was uh, definitely before. It was before. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think she would have remembered talking to the toothless guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a yeah. It was just a big bloody mess. Um, never found the tooth. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, and it was knocked cleanly out. But um, but yeah. I mean, it was really cool. There was a lot of like different great benefit shows that happened there. Uh, Punk rock prom was a really cool thing that used to happen there. And it was a really I never really gave a shit about like proms or anything or dances at high school. High school, but that was the big one. Um, and like side note, and kind of like that you can add to this. Uh, that has, has a special place in my heart. It was right next to where uh, White Castle used to be in Kansas City. It was right around the corner from there. So uh, where actually when I got my tooth knocked out, uh, friends of mine went and got uh, some salt and some water so I could like spit out any of the blood and kind of help out the, uh, the wound that had you know, uh, ended up in my mouth. But uh, but yeah, I met some, and that's also like where I met a lot of the friends that I still have today at El Torreon and um also side note I had no idea when I until like years later but there was an, a bar with inside it and I knew it was an all-ages club but I had no idea that there was a bar behind like stage or something I still like I still don't really have memory of it but apparently you could drink there I had no clue but yeah El Torreon has a very special place in my heart hell yeah El Torreon I love it okay or my number one is a place that used to be in Westport um okay. that's McCoy it's kind of um somewhat of a cop-out to pick it as my number one especially because Mickey's Hideaway essentially has a lot of the same things that McCoy's uh, used to have um like a lot of the mini was the same but I don't know mm -hmm. there was just something about the McCoy's space and how much time I spent there it was kind of my favorite thing just kind of a, a dark a darkly lit bar was great you know sit at the bar and have a beer and have you know a big ass sandwich and it was just my favorite place in westport and also that uh with that patio which they still have is and was a great place for people watching especially if you were uh drinking during the day you might see some people wipe out on some bird scooters or something so it's uh it's kind of a fun place to hang out i miss mccoy's a lot but my, you know mickey's hideaway is also very really great and it's there it's the same owners and people and everything, but mm -hmm. I miss McCoy's. Yeah, man, that was to me like so. There was McCoy's, and I feel like Seventy Fifth Street or Street Brewery were two uh, different places in Kansas City, where it's just kind of like it sort of opened my eyes to what 
like a brewery of like a mini yeah. a microbrewery would be. And uh, and that was like where it was the first time I was like, oh, you can get something other than Bud Light or Budweiser or, you know, it, it kind of like got me interested in more like uh, beer centric type bars and other things like that. Um, one other thing that I would note about McCoy's that was uh, fantastic. And I mean, I guess, uh, honestly, it's so long since I've been to Westport, I couldn't even tell it. But the, um, the patio, the patio at McCoy's was awesome. Like it was such a great spot to like hang out and chill. And I know like people would bring the dogs out there and like totally. hang out and have a good time out there. And like, that was just a really, and also a great similar, like you're saying, like watching people, you know, wipe out on, on the scooters. Like if you also just randomly were people watching, it was just a great spot. They just kind of hang out, have a beer. Absolutely. Um, seem to remember there was like they had a i want to say it was like it was like a meatloaf it was either a meatloaf sandwich or just meatloaf which is i mean it's meatloaf so that's kind of to me to say like oh yeah they had a killer meatloaf <laughs> you got to make it special no, but dude, uh, I mean, meatloaf is one of those things like um like like lasagna i mean it's easy to mm-hmm. like make it really shitty but when it's like homemade and uh they do it right it's the best thing in the world oh yeah dude uh but yeah i mean like and they would also have uh, I, I feel like there was one of my favorite beers from McCoy's. It was a brown ale, which is saying something because I know typically with most brown ales, it's just like, eh, take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, but they nailed it. I feel like it was it was just a really good beer. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was the, another thing where like you could get growlers to go. Like to me, that was yeah. like the wildest thing when I first found out about that. Was, Holy shit, you can take this giant bottle of beer home. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm with and, you. It was my uh, first experience with the, the, the craft beer thing as well. Like, I think the first time I went in there, I probably tried to order a Boulevard Wheat or something, you know, and they're like, no, that's, we don't have that. You got to look at our beer menu. Yeah. And then, yeah. Over time, just realizing that it's like, oh, all these beers are great. And then figuring out what I like and what I don't like. And then also, you know, my first experience with like, you know, Imperial Stouts and these things that, you know, have high insane amounts of alcohol that it's like oh i can get shit faced on beer oh yeah they're big ass yeah because they i feel like they it was um man they had a festival that surrounded like their one of their big stops uh it's um spacing on the name of it of course right now but yeah there was a strong strong beer festival that they would have uh and it was centered around the poison yeah like i just yeah i mean that that was uh, definitely the intro to like because usually it was just like oh this little four percent you know, beer is like, no, fuck, dude, you're going to have an 8%, 9%. And you have two of them. You're like, yep, feeling great. Yeah. Yeah, So, (laughs) but yeah, dude, uh, that's a good, that was, that's definitely on the master list. Uh, What's your number one pick? Number one pick this, this one, it's, it's funny because I have with the other ones had difficulty trying to figure out which one I was going to, I was like, where I'm going to place it. This one was without any doubt. This was the number one. Uh, pick of mine uh, and that would be uh, and this is also another thing there's a place that you won't necessarily find anywhere else anymore I mean maybe in certain big cities but this would be SRO video in the Brookside's Waldo kind of area um, oh, yeah. SRO video man like I was a patron there from my childhood into my teenage years uh, I played for the baseball team uh, for SRO video we were really bad uh, I uh, 
I uh, worked there for a few of there for a little while when I was in uh, senior year of high school and junior high, uh, senior year. It was a place similarly like what we were talking about with uh, with record stores is that like you don't you get that kind of experience where it's different where like you have the, the recommendations from whoever is working there and they tell you all these different things that you can check out and like you get a different experience rather than just kind of like scrolling through a queue on Netflix. And I remember back when Netflix even first came out was you know, you'd have the home delivery of the DVDs and like, I just was just so pissed. I was just like, oh, this, these fuckers coming in and killing my, my, my place. Yeah. Of course, everyone has Netflix now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it was, it was a different, like different era, different time. And it had that certain, uh, like keep using this word a lot, but it had, it really did have that kind of warmth to that experience that, that you can't get from any other place. And uh, the other thing that I would also note about SRO that I absolutely loved was when I started working there, I thought, you know, you had the, where you walk in, you had all the movies in here, and then you had, you know, the other section of, you go up a little one flight uh, of stairs, I think it wasn't even stairs, it was one stair, and you walk up to this other section, and that was it. I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's all you get for movies. Uh, the basement of SRO Video, which if you had the honor of going down in the basement, had the creme de la creme of movies, and I mean, that it's crap there were just like some of the worst b movies and it was funny i was i was told when i was working there it's just like oh yeah you know check out the the new releases check out everything else uh that you know what is the new hot thing or whatever whatever people been wanting to watch i spent all my time just watching so that's all i would like you know all the i think one of my favorites was disco inferno which was a um a dolomite movie that was fantastic uh Thunder Warrior was another great one. It was, oh man, just, I mean, just some great, great, great movies uh, that we, you know, you just watch them and you just, you know, have a laugh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a place that, I mean, like I said, it's a kind of place that I would love for a place to come back, but as a, you know, a, a working business model, it's kind of hard to sell a video rental store at this time and day and age where streaming is just taking over everything. Uh, but yeah, and it's, the other, a really big part of that SRO video is the connections that I've made. I mean, all the people that I've met uh, throughout working and going to SRO video, I'm still very close with, uh, you know, like I, I worked with them at Beer Station, the owner of Beer Station, John Couture was uh, someone that I knew from SRO. Uh, Natty Cardenas, another guy that I also was a bartender at uh, Beer Station and Torn Label, you know, they're another good, good friend of mine. And then Louis Ginelli, he works in the uh, in the kitchen at Cosmo. Uh, you know, we've been pals for quite some time. And buddy, Alec, yeah, Alex Moss and Andrew Perry. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna stop naming names because then I feel like I'm probably gonna forget someone and I'll hurt someone. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's it, it has a very very special place in my life because it wasn't. It's some. It's a place that you know, like even as a kid. I loved it because it was like, oh, you go up there, you run some movies for video games. And video game selection wasn't so great. That's when I went to Blockbuster. I yeah. say that to be loud, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it has a special place where you just it has that sort of experience that you you don't really get as much. It it, it, it is something that I I truly truly get very like I wouldn't say weepy eyed, but just very nostalgic about when thinking about. Yeah, no, SRO uh, video. I do too. And SRO video is a great pick. I can actually 
picture the SRO logo in my head. Mm -hmm. I remember it was like the, the black and white thing on the VHS on the outside. And I remember because I went through some of my old VHS tapes recently. And when they went out of business, I bought some things from them. So I still have some SRO video uh, case for them. And where can uh, people find you? And what do you have coming up? Um, obviously, you know, Cosmo Burger on Instagram. Yeah. So Cosmo Burger on Instagram, you can find uh, all the different burger pictures that you want to find and all the burger porn that you need on our Instagram. You can find me personally pretty much all the time there uh, from Tuesday through Saturday, uh, five, you know, five to 10 from Tuesday through uh, Thursday and then Friday, Saturday till 11. Um, if you really want to follow me on Instagram personally, whatever. I mean, come find me. <laughs> I, you're just going to find pictures of, uh, of cats and, uh, and other things that make me laugh. And that's pretty much, and then food. Oh yeah. And then future poops, look up future poops. I'm, I'm, I'm on there too. Yeah. And then if people don't know, which like, if they're listening to this, I'm sure they do, but, um, Cosmoburger. Definitely, you can only order online, but you can eat it mm-hmm. at Dodson's. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Because that was that was initially where we were uh, because of the pandemic. You know, with Dodson's not being open, the bar is open. Uh, you can eat in in uh, indoors. Hopefully, all the morons that are unvaccinated right now. Uh, I don't care if that makes people upset that I'm saying that. It there, you are an idiot if you're not vaccinated right now. Hundred uh, percent. And uh, we just hope that we don't have to get to a point where things shut down again. All right, that was it, KC Top 5 Places from the Past. That was a lot of fun. Thank you to Chef Jacob Kruger from Cosmo Burger for doing this show. If you haven't been to Cosmo Burger, go check it out, CosmoBurgerKC.com. Follow them on Instagram. All of that info is going to be in the description of this episode. I will recap our list here real quick. At number 5, Jacob had Swope Park Disc Golf Course. At number four, he also had Chubby's, formerly also Sydney's. Number three, Recycled Sounds on Main. Number two, El Torreon. Number one, he had SRO Video in Brookside. And as for me, at number five, I had The Corner in Westport. Number four, Italian Delight in Mission. Number three, Blanc Burgers and Bottles. Number two, Blue Koi on 39th Street. And number one, McCoy's. As always, thank you to Kansas City Band Dog Lava for letting me use the music. Follow them on Instagram at Dog Lava and check out their music on Spotify. Thank you so much to you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. That's it this week for KC Top 5. If you're not vaccinated, go do it. Don't be an asshole. That's all I have to say. Get vaccinated. Don't be an asshole. We'll see you next week. This was a production of the Pitch Podcast Network. The Pitch is Kansas City's independent source for news and culture. Check out thepitchkc.com to see more podcasts from us, including information for how to subscribe to The Pitch or become a sustaining member. Story ideas or feedback? Write to tips at thepitchkc.com. Pitch in and we'll make it through.